Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Go Mad with Doug and Brad. Now today's is going to be a little bit different. I learned a big lesson last year right around this time and that was to not be out of the studio very long because in this episode, this was my brother and my dad last year, they were talking about resolutions for a make a difference new year now this is not a best of show you might be like oh so they just wanted some extra time off nope we want you to tune in because they are tackling some amazing stuff first of all they do make fun of me that's how i learned not to be in studio you will learn about egg that's right stay tuned in if for nothing else than to learn about egg but also you're going to learn practical steps not just these general resolutions but you're going to learn about from relationships with others to the power God gives us to change. Man, there is a lot of rich stuff in this episode. It is definitely worth a listen or a re-listen. So kick back, grab that last cup of eggnog of this year, throw away that wrapping paper, and tune in, listen close, because we're about to learn how to go mad in the new year. Take it away, Doug and Dad. Hey, welcome to the brand new podcast episode uh, with your host here, Doug. And right across the table from me, a host with the most who is um, not Brad. In fact, he is dad. So we can actually hmm. call rather than go mad with Doug and Brad today. It's go mad with Doug and dad, I think oh, some yeah. of you guys might yeah. know Ron Hutchcraft. Dad, how are you doing today? I am doing fine. I don't know what happened to your brother. Is he still opening presents? <laughs> what in the world? He is. Where he already, is he? He already started his New, Year, New Year's resolution. Oh, he's, he's been on a treadmill for the last three days. He's looking for a third job to pay for the Christmas presents. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's exa- yeah the, the kids are into Legos. So that's, <laughs> that's all you need to know. Uh, you, these uh, resolutions, of course, mm. the, every mm. every year they come around. You, mm-hmm. you kind of and go this, away. And go away. Well, that that's funny because check this out. So I... I Googled this and got some statistics for you. So check this out. 95% of resolutions are fitness related. That is not a surprise. 43% of people expect their resolutions to fail by February. That's when, not a good combo. That's when they're not making a good combo. Them. It, they, when they're making they've them. They've given up before they start. 80% of new gym members quit within five months. And there's actually experts. There, there are reasons for this. Are you ready? Uh, no, so, I don't know. So number three, of course, these are almost always fitness related. Number three is accountability. So not maybe not going working out with a partner. Mm. Number two is time. And the number right. one reason for New Year's resolution <laughs> failures, Krispy Kreme original glazed donuts. I was going to say food. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's how mine is but January 2nd every year. That would be all three of mine. That would be one, two, and three. <laughs> the red light is the culprit. The red light. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna That's awesome. We're gonna talk some about today, um, about resolutions. And we're actually a little bit later, we're gonna get to four specific what we're calling Mad solutions yeah. instead of resolutions. Uh-huh. How bad is that? I made up that word. Uh, mad solution zones for a make a difference new year. As always, we're talking about how I can be a better ambassador for Christ, represent him, and have my life matter and make a difference in other lives. Let me tell you what's so cool about that. Okay, remember 2019, everybody's saying, Happy New Year! 
I do. Do you know what happened in February after that January? I don't. COVID. Oh, that's right. Happy New Year. And it's been, and so it was like, how'd that Happy New Year work out for you? <laughs> so here's the deal. I don't know if 2022, we don't know what's going to happen. How happy will the New Year be? Not sure. A lot of that's out of your control. But here's what's in your control. Happy Mad Year. If you uh-huh. have a mad New Year and say, listen, whether it's a happy New Year or not, it is going to be a make a difference New Year for me. There you go. You got control over that. That is that is so good. Well, then woohoo. Woohoo. <laughs> I have these uh, strange things in front of me here, Dad. Apparently, you brought a few <laughs> things into the Out studio. Out of the museum. <laughs> now, let me see if I can explain for our listeners what we're looking at good, here. Good luck. Dad would always, what are these called? These aren't anagrams. What are these the, called? Um, uh, oh, um, oh uh, what do you, Jesse, what do you call those when you do the letters and you come up with words? Oh, for parallelogram. Not parallelogram. <laughs> That's because I talked about. It's isosceles. No, whatever these acrostic. things are. Acrostic. Acrostic. There you go. That's acrostic. It. So yeah. dad would write out Happy New Year. Yeah. And so it, all the way down the left side mm-hmm. of the paper, H-A-P-P-Y-N-E-W-Y-E-A-R. And he what would a great ask, idea. Yeah, well, we, we think so. Let's read these and see if, if that's true. Oh, um, man, this is terrible. So what dad would, he would ask us to do a resolution and start that resolution <sighs> with that letter. So H, here's one right here. Okay. So it would always start out so good. H would have nice days. This is Brad's actually. This is Brad from 1982. What a, what a sweet brother. Have a nice day. A, listen to this, angry is bad. So we, you go down these, and you're okay, that's pretty good, but eventually we'd run out of gas here. We're kids. <laughs> you couldn't have just put like... New or year. It's got to be like 80 letters here. And so this is really funny. So start great. Have a nice day. Angry is bad. Let's go down the list a little bit more. Um, Y, he just writes, yes. E, E, he just writes, egg. However, you wrote. (laughs) Egg. You wrote. (laughs) What's your your New Year's resolution, Brad? I'm going to have an egg sometime this year. No yolk. Uh, And uh, you have... You have the yell less at Brad. See Ooh, for uh-oh. for why. Um, and but wait a minute. That that was. Uh, can I tell the years on these? Please. This is 1981, and in 1982, you wrote yell less often. So you're still <laughs> apparently in what percentage was that that failed in their resolutions? Oh wait, wait. I oh I got a good one. Yeah. Now this was, he cheated a little bit, Brad, on this one, and for some reason he calls his allowance pay. I'm not sure, but so it says about a raise in my pay, but it starts with an A. He puts a little A, a little how right before it. How about a raise in my pay? I don't know if if that worked out on the allowance. You'd have to tell us that. Well, listen, we got, uh, even I got desperate and it was my idea. So we get to happy. I got down to, oh, I've got nice ones. Pray together more. Oh, beautiful. uh, Arrange regular times with mom. But why is yump onto a bike for more family rides? No, I'm not desperate. What? Oh my goodness! All right, here's all right. There's an H here, and Brad put have no more piano lessons. Mm. So, mm. so yeah, we kind of failed mm. on uh, a lot of these, as so many of us do. Uh, we got a number one reason, though. How's this for a segue? That our resolutions as followers of Christ can fail. I have made some serious resolutions in the past, 
And sometimes they're just between me and God. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's um, it can be kind of embarrassing even to bring it before God and even admit it. And uh, I think that we have got, been thinking about this, Dad, and I think I've got a number one reason why mine failed, especially relationship ones, especially ones where I'm trying mm-hmm. to um, mm-hmm. grow closer in my walk with Jesus so that I can make a difference in other people's lives. Uh, and I think it's because believers get these power outages, May, uh, a believer mm-hmm. brownout, as it will, where mm-hmm. we get cut off from. So Scripture says, this has always blown me away, that the same power that conquered the grave, when we have asked Jesus for forgiveness and we follow him now, and we are rescued, we are saved, the same power that conquered the grave, that raised Jesus from the dead, lives in us, I go, that the power that created the universe, the power that raised the dead lives in me, yeah. why can't I get past this relationship thing? Why Why is there still awkwardness? Why, why uh, am, am I still uh, struggling in a relationship with my child or a friend or, or my wife? And man, it's I start to jump into scripture, and I really think that we get held back from accomplishing these life resolutions in relationships by holding on to things that that keep us from experiencing God's power. This is always I remember when I read this first scripture, Dad. I really want to hear what you have to say about this one because you know it's strange when you're when you're reading the Bible and and. It says something about worshiping God or praising God. We go, of course, but there are sometimes scriptures where God says, actually, I don't want that from you. Yeah. I want you to actually to stop. Yeah, you to shut it down sometimes. Shut it down. And that is so strange to me. Those scriptures really get my attention. This one especially, I read this um, maybe a year after I got serious about my walk, my relationship with Jesus. So I would have been about 17 or 18 and Jesus said this in the book of Matthew in chapter 5. He says, if you're offering your gift at the altar, in other words, here's my, here's my worship gift, here's what I'm bringing to God, I'm offering this to him, and there you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. Hmm. First go and be reconciled to them, then come and hmm. offer your gift. You know, Sometimes I think we you you were talking about why why these resolutions fail. I think one reason they fail is because we we don't they're not specific they're general they're like I want to be a better guy <laughs> I want to treat my wife better how what do you, how have you got a specific action step when you mm-hmm. don't have the specific now with this you know I think at the beginning you were talking about maybe some of these these areas that we could focus on for resolutions. Yeah. And one of those is something broken in my life, a relationship that's broken. Mm. I would just suggest that we all think about, because it's affecting you, it's affecting them, it's a drag on, on you. And the Bible is saying here, if you've got a broken relationship, don't leave it broken. Now, how do you, now a broken relationship might be because of what you did to them, or it might be because of what they did to you. Doesn't matter. But there are some. I was thinking, what are some healing, like sentences? Hmm. One of them was that one Fonzie could never say. You remember the three words? I. 
What what is it? For, yeah, he was a whoa whoa whoa. He says I was, and then he couldn't get through the last one. I was. You're asking me about Fonzie. You're in my wheelhouse. Now. I know that. I, I know. mean, I mean, come on, um, Fonzie Urkel. You name it. I was r- 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 finally r- wrong. wrong. I was wrong. And they are hard words. But the Bible says, if you confess your faults to one another, hmm. you will be healed. There's healing in those three words. There's healing in these three words. I forgive you. There's healing in these words. I miss you. I'm tired of our relationship being broken and distant. There was a time we were close. I miss you. Mm. Um, or please forgive me. Let's turn that around the other way. This is this is a specific action step. I think we could beat the percentages on the resolution if we mm. had a name with it. Mm. And we said, as something, there's someone I got broken with and I'm, that is one of the things that I want by this time next year. I want there to be some healing in that relationship, at least to the point where it's up to me. Dad, isn't it striking that there is this, I mean, uh, this massive power supply. It's like Jesus generator, uh, yeah. uh, uh, full of power. Resurrection power. Resurrection power that God wants to pour into our relationships so we can make a difference in our family, so we can make a difference with our friends, with our coworkers, and it's just right there for the taking. But for some reason, we love this grudge a little bit more. <laughs> this scripture has always struck me, Second Chronicles 16.9, God's radar, I call it God's radar, but it says it actually says God's eyes roam to and fro about the earth, seeking whom he may strengthen, whose hearts are fully committed to him. Hmm. So I, this awesome picture of God's radar looking all over the earth scanning. and trying, scanning, the scanner, waiting to lock on to somebody who is serious about following him. And then the the power, the plutonium of obeying God kicks in, and now I've got this power accessible to me. If I'm going to be a madman, a make a difference man, or make a difference woman, I've got to get my life, my relationship headquarters, my heart in a place where I can help others heal. You know that that saying, "Physician, heal thyself." I've got to get better before I can help them get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got to ask God for healing. In my relationship with him, I've got to, and and that's part of that is repentance. There's this, another striking scripture, Psalm 66, 18. King David said, if, if I cherish sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Now, we're not, he's, this is a praying man, David. Now, we're not talking about salvation here. We're not talking about that there are certain, there are works, there are deeds you can do to be saved or not yeah. saved. That's all belief. That's all faith. But there are things we do or do not do where we have access to God's power to heal even the most broken relationships. You remember the little engine that could? Remember remember the four words? I remember you reading it to us. It, it, I, <laughs> I, what's it say? I, I can. think I can. I think I, I, think I can. can. I think I can. You know what? It might be that if there's a change you're looking for in your life, and I hope there is, for this to be a make a difference here, you'll see the power of the words, I think I can't. I'm not going to say the little engine lied to us, but there's a side to this 
I'm thinking about one of the greatest Christians who ever lived, the, the great representative of Christ, Paul. And he says, he writes these words. He says, the things I want to do, I don't do, the good things. The bad things I don't want to do, I do. Hmm. He apparently had a problem with his revolution, resolu- revolutions, yeah, resolutions. <laughs> and he goes on with the frustration that we all know. Hmm. Every parent, every husband, every wife goes, I don't want to be this kind of guy. I don't want to be this kind of woman. But I keep being it. Well, here's what he says. Here's his conclusion. He said, who will rescue us? I was rescued when I was drowning when I was 10 years old from Lake Michigan. And I'll tell you, I was helpless to help myself. I know what the word rescue means. I had to have somebody else get me out of that. And somebody did, obviously. Listen, he said, who will rescue us? Thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Mm. And there is a point where you say, Lord, the reason I haven't been able to change this is because I can't change it. I need you. I'm going to get out of the way. I, I open up myself to you to send your power. I need to depend on you. I'm desperate, and I'm desperate for you. And Paul said the change took place when he stopped trying to change himself, and he let Jesus do the changing. Right after I graduated uh, from Wheaton College, I made a decision to go down to a Native American reservation and start a youth ministry Mm -hmm. among Native young people Mm -hmm. that did not have anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I had lots of uh, a guy who who uh, grew up in the suburbs of New of New York in New Jersey. Things are a little different uh, culturally there, I found. And I um, I actually learned how to uh, do something that I'm actually was hoping that they would turn into an Olympic event. I wish they would make Olympic showering because I figured out how to perfect the 30-second shower. (laughs) Don't let yourself have any hot water. Oh, that would do it. I lived in this travel trailer, okay? Uh And I would find after about 10 seconds of having hot water, it would just get completely cold, freezing. Huh. And man, you you would be surprised how quickly you can shower when that happens. There's so, a mystery here. Somewhere. There is a mystery, and so I asked a friend. I said, "Can you come and and see if you can fix this for me?" Well, he looked around and he said, "Well, here's the problem. There's this hose that is supposed to bring the hot water to the trailer uh-huh. and into the shower." And he said, "I looked in there, and there is soot in there. There's soot in the line. Oh, mystery solved. This dirt, and it's keeping." That dirt, that junk is keeping the hot water from getting into the shower. Huh. I said that to you. I remember telling you that story, and I'll never forget. You said, you said, you know, that kind of reminds me about our relationship with God, of mm. how we can be rescued, we can be saved, we can be going to church, but we go, something is missing here. I'm, I am not feeling the power to make a difference in the lives of other people. I'm not feeling like I could even help my own children, my wife. Mm. I don't feel any power myself. And that's because of this soot in the line, this thing between us and God, kind of this one unconfessed sin or the one one sin that that keeps coming back and and keeps tripping us up. And we lose 
the access, we lose this this supernatural power that is accessible to us. Then that gives us a second target for our go mad. And what was the it? first one? What'd you call it? resolutions? Uh, uh, no, let's solutions. Call mad solutions. Mad, so, mad, mad solutions. solutions. Yeah. Well, the first one was something broken, and I'm not going to leave it broken. That relationship. This would be then something wrong. There's there's hmm. there's a sin. There's something I'm hanging on to that is holding me back. It is blocking a best relationship with God. It is blocking a best relationship with other people. I tell you a place in the Bible that talks, sort of talks about this in 1 John 1. It says, God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. Okay, now get that. And then he says, if we walk in the light as God is in the light, well, how was that? No darkness at all. If we walk in the light as God is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Here's what I hear in that verse. We've all got darkness. There's some darkness, whether it's our selfishness or our pride or our lust or our anger or our, you know, our dishonesty, our lying, whatever it is, there, we got darkness. That's in the closet. And if we'll drag that out into the light, Jesus is out in the light. And if we go out there, now we've brought it out into the light. He is the light, he said. Mm. And now th- that thing that has conquered us can be conquered. I remember you saying that sin is like a vampire. It's yeah. ri- it thrives in the dark. I thought that was so cool. You drag it out into the light, kicking and screaming, and it dies. So it, the thing that we've tried to keep in the dark and let the darkness stay in our life, get it out in the light, two things will happen. We have fellowship with one another. Well, that's horizontal. That our, the, the way that's been negatively affecting our relationships, that's going to be taken care of. We're going to have better relationships with each other. It also says the blood of Jesus, his son, will purify you of all that sin, not just forgive you. Purify. Clean it up, hello. Hmm. So now we have got things going with God, going with other people. Why? Because we dragged the dark into the light. That's so good. I got another one here, Dad. Something broken, something wrong. How about asking God to bring power into this situation of someone hurting? Uh-huh. We're we're so oh, focused. Good. You read social me- read so all through social media, and and it's so much me, 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 me. And Jesus, the one thing that will strike you when you're reading the New Testament, he would always go into a room. He would always go into he'd go into the marketplace wherever he was. Everyone else is clamoring for him, especially when they were treating him like a celebrity and he was healing people and everything. Mm -hmm. Jesus was always attracted to the person who was hurting, who needs me. And there's, I will guarantee you, you're listening to this, there's somebody you know in your life that is really hurting. They have uh, lost someone they love recently and they're they're grieving over it. Mm. Um, There might be somebody who's new in town and they're lonely uh, somebody that every time you see them, they're alone. Um, someone who has uh, been been put down. Someone who is considered an outsider or different in some mm. way. They're not our kind of person. Uh, might be someone of another religion, another race. Um, but you need someone who needs you. You need someone who needs you. I'm a busy guy. And I, I, have to, I have to be rewired by Jesus to stop and go, 
This needy person right now who needs a call, who needs an, an encouragement, who, who needs help of some kind, more important than these 22 things on my list to do today, mm. stop for the needy person. So if you want to have a make a difference year, then get a name, get a mission with a name, someone in your circle hmm. that you think of when you think of the outsider, the lonely, the hurting, the grieving, the wounded, the rejected, whoever, you become the voice, the face, and the hands, and the heart of Jesus to them. I have a feeling we're coming up to our fourth <laughs> specific resolution target for a Make a Difference New Year. We've talked about I love that each of these has a name, putting a name, um, something broken, a relationship that you're bringing to God, getting right, recon being reconciled, getting power, bringing God's power into that situation, something wrong, a sin maybe that's holding me back, someone hurting, asking who needs me, and finally, someone who's lost. You just said a mission hmm. with a name, Dad, um, yeah. the greatest way we can possibly make a difference in somebody's life is to bring them the joy and forgiveness and the, this beautiful new creation-ness that they can be when they have Jesus and then the promise of forever with mm. him. It's interesting, that word lost is the word Jesus used. I, we didn't think that up. Mm. He said he came to look for and rescue those who are lost. It's a good word because I don't know where I'm headed. I don't, you know, I'm confused. I am I feel like there's—I I know where I want to be, but I can't get there. You know, all of that is lost. The You know, when the Titanic um, sank, you had first class, second class, third class crew. Everybody was one of those categories. Those categories didn't matter a diddly uh, once the Titanic's going down. Because after all was said and done, at their headquarters of the White Star Lines, they had two, two lists, saved— lost. Oh, that's right. I remember that. And 1 John chapter 5 says, God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son, Jesus, has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. Everybody you know is on one of two lists. Mm -hmm. They are saved because they've accepted the rescue Jesus made possible by his death on the cross, or they're currently lost. Now, on the Titanic lists, those no one could ever change lists, but that someone you know who I think you want to have in heaven with you, that might depend, humanly speaking, on whether you tell them about your Jesus or not and your hope wow. story. So to make that, not just to say, well, Lord, help me, I pray you'd help the people without you, whoever they are. No, no, not whoever they are. Not a big category of people. Name somebody in your world that, as far as you know, has never begun a relationship with a man who died for their sin. And by the way, um, while we're talking about that, which list are you on? Because <laughs> everybody who's listening to this podcast is on one of those two lists. And... And it isn't about whether you're religious or not or whether you're a really good person or you're not a good person. It's whether or not you've ever begun a relationship with Jesus by doing what I did the day that, that rescuer came for me and grabbing him like he's your only hope. And the Bible says when you do that, and here's the New Year verse, 
2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if anyone is in Christ, now you may be outside of Christ right now, but you pray to begin a relationship with him. When you're, once you're in Christ, he is a new creation. Mm. Is it getting better than that? There's happy new life, happy new eternity forever. He is, he is in Christ. He is a new creation. The old has gone a new life has begun. Happy, happy, happy new year right there. Mm. A new life has begun. Dad, I, I, see ask, you, I see you looking. I'm staring at you, Jesse. I want to know, what's a new year's resolution you're thinking about? We, you must have one. Uh, well, what I love about these is that they are outward focused instead of inward focused, Ooh. which takes a lot of the pressure off of me Ooh. to fix myself. I think a lot of times with resolutions, uh, the the main idea is I see something wrong in my life and I'm going to change that, which is the opposite of the gospel. The gospel is I, I can't change it. I need Jesus mm-hmm. to do the work I can't do. With these four resolutions, they all bring to mind things that are focused on other people and that um, need God to work where I can't. Hmm. If someone's lost, uh, I need God to bring them to Jesus. If someone's hurting, God's the comforter. Lord, let me play a part in that. Let me do what you want me to do to be the bridge for that person. I, I, I think this gives me a lot to think over this year. I love that. Hey, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank um, you. Please tell your friends about the podcast. If you would, wherever you get your podcast, would you uh, leave a review, leave a rating? It really helps us and maybe share with your friend and hopefully you'll help them become a make a difference person too. So, Hope you have a great new year. So from Dad and Doug, we wish you a Happy Happy New Year. Year!